What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And I'm very excited to be back in the saddle here for NXT. Uh, This one was a hell of a great episode, and we're just going to jump right into this one. Uh, We kicked things off with an in-ring segment from the NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Breaker puts over Santos Escobar, but he's on to his next challenge. Breaker is focused on walking into WrestleMania weekend as the NXT champion. He is going to leave NXT stand and deliver as the NXT champion as well. Dolph Ziggler interrupts and says Breaker isn't going to make it to stand 
in and deliver as NXT Champion. When Ziggler decides he wants the NXT Championship, it will be his. Breaker says he owes Ziggler a receipt for that super kick last week. Breaker wants Ziggler's skinny ass right now. Ziggler says Breaker is the man in Orlando. The minute Ziggler walked into this building, he became the biggest star here. Ziggler demands Breaker be barred from ringside for his match with Tommaso Ciampa tonight. Ziggler tells Breaker to sit back and watch him work tonight. Okay, I got a few things here that I need to, to say about this. First of all, Braun Breaker had a hell of a great promo here. Great segment. Ziggler came out and uh, basically saying when he wants to be the NXT champion, he will be the NXT champion. But he also said that, you know, watch me do what I do best. Now, Ziggler did become the biggest star in the building when he walked in. And that's because of the repertoire he has in WWE and all that. But let's be honest. Ziggler hasn't done shit in the last few years. Ziggler hasn't done anything to solidify himself as a star. If anything, that's why he's down here in NXT. Because on Monday Night Raw, he's not cutting it. You know, they're, they're not pushing Ziggler to his full potential. They don't want to push Ziggler to his full potential. So the reality is, he is better off coming back to NXT. He really is. They need to just take him off Raw completely and put him in NXT. I don't see Dolph Ziggler being successful anymore on the main roster. They're never going to make him a star. They're never going to take him seriously, no matter how good of a wrestler he is. So when he tries to act like he's the best in the world, it's not believable because he's been booked like trash. So if you're a, a casual fan watching this, you're like, get the fuck out of here. But if you're just a regular NXT guy, you're marking out like crazy when Ziggler's here. Because at least now you know there's some star power on this show and Ziggler will eventually become NXT champion. It's only a matter of time. Now, whether he gets the shot at Stand and Deliver, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if I want to give him a title shot at Stand and Deliver. I don't know if I want to wait till after WrestleMania to pull that off. Uh, I do have some theories on this, but we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Overall, let me just say a uh, great segment. And on that note, we will move on to our first official match of the evening Grayson Waller with Sanja versus L.A. Knight Okay, this was, it was an okay match. I don't really think anything special really happened here. I mean, LA Knight was beating the hell out of Grayson Waller, which was awesome. Uh, then, of course, uh, Knight goes to the BFT. Uh, Sanja hooks Waller's arm to stop Knight from being able to spike him. But uh, here's the thing. I felt like Sanja grabbed Waller's arm too early because LA Knight goes for the BFT, and he's clearly holding on to the arm, and you can see it clear as day. So that segment looked kind of, and I hate to use the word, but I'm going to use it. It looked kind of fake. I'm going to be honest. It looked stupid. It made LA Knight look stupid. It was embarrassing. And then Waller does a roll-up for the win, which was a shitty roll-up. It's like, he's got the tights. He barely touched the tights. Basically, Waller pinned LA Knight the same way Brock Lesnar pinned Austin Theory in Elimination Chamber. So there was no grabbing of the tights. It was just a weird-ass pin that should have never been done. Grayson Waller ends up winning. After the match, LA Knight attacks Waller. Sanja tries to make the save, but he eats a BFT. And then Nyler, Knight drops Waller with a BFT as well. 
And based on this, I've got a strong feeling that LA Knight and Grayson Waller are going to be facing off at Stand and Deliver. And there needs to be some kind of stipulation attached to this match. There does. There, there needs to be. And it needs to be something that can either prevent Sanja from getting involved or for LA Knight to just say, fuck it, both y'all can get involved in this shit because you're just going to end up doing two-on-ones on me anyway. Might as well have both of you here. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area where Dakota Kai finds a sleeping Wendy Chu. Kai is upset because Chu entered them in the Dusty Cup as a team. Kai tells Chu she has a bad track record with partners and asks why she didn't tell her about it. Chu says she told Kai's friend, you know, the one she's always talking to. Kai's perplexed by Chu choosing her. Kai thinks aloud that maybe things will be different this time. Because basically, you know, uh, Dakota Kai doesn't have a lot of trust issues and also you know had a bad experience with uh, Raquel Gonzalez after she after she turned on Raquel but Wendy's like you never team with anybody like me so Wendy thinks things will be different and that's gonna be intriguing because obviously the women's uh Dusty Rhodes classic is gonna be interesting to watch I'm intrigued to see how this goes I have no idea what to expect in this match I do know however that this is gonna be an interesting team I know Dakota Kai when she's not pretending she's schizophrenic is actually very talented in the ring and Wendy Chu despite this being one of the weirdest fucking gimmicks I've ever seen in my goddamn life she has put on great matches and has been entertaining to watch and on that note we cut to a toxic attraction that sets up their own area in the arena to watch the entire women's dusty cup because they know whoever wins will face uh jc jane and Gigi dolan for the tag titles and then we cut to uh raquel and cora jade doing some more uh training on an obstacle course uh basically trying to get themselves ready for their round their first round match the dusty Rhodes tag team classic for the women's tag belts you know the winners get the trophy and a chance to you know fight in there and in one of the first round matches we got uh io shirai and kaylee ray versus Amari Miller and Lash Legend. Now, this one caught my attention because, you know, Lash Legend, as we we know, has been doing her talk show and hasn't really done any wrestling. So I was intrigued to see how she would fare in the ring. And I gotta say, Lash is a pretty good worker. She's very good. I mean, when I say she's like epic and amazing, no, but I was very impressed with what I saw. I think she's very good at what she does. I find her to be very entertaining and she proved that the physical is on par with the verbal. But of course, this is Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. So naturally, they're going to fucking win. And they're going to beat the shit out of everybody. And, you know, obviously, uh, Amari Miller uh, took most of the beating in this match. Um, you know, but Last Legend got a few shots in too. And then eventually, uh, KLR lands the KLR bomb. And then uh, next thing you know, Shirai hits over the moon, the over the moon salt for the one, two, three. And Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray win. And they will now advance in the women's uh, Dusty Cup, which obviously is a given. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win the whole thing, but I'm intrigued to see what happens if they do. If this causes a rift with Zoe Stark where she turns heel, um, you know, because she's jealous of the fact that Io Shirai won with somebody else or that Io gets along better with Kaylee Ray than she does with Zoe Stark. It's going to be intriguing to see what happens if they win this match and if it does lead to a Zoe Stark heel turn. Then, of course, we cut to the backstage here with Dante Chen, who says he's going to get revenge on Duke Hudson tonight. You know, he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, he's not going to have any legs to stand on or anything or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. It's been a long night, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
a very long night. But on that note, we can move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. Duke Hudson versus Dante Chen. And the answer is, nope, we're not calling this a match under any circumstances. Nope, not happening. Because uh, Chen attacks Hudson before the match starts. Hudson hits a crucifix powerbomb for the win. Duke basically wins. So that was, that was a waste of time right there, yeah. Let's build up this Dante Chen return, only to have Duke Hudson whoop his ass really fast. Yeah, that's, that's smart booking. Very genius. That's that's how you build a star, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, we cut to the next segment. We're in the ring with uh, the A champion, the North American champion, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And Hayes reminds everyone that when he shoots, he don't miss. Hayes did everything he said he was going to do last week. He stole the show. He beat Cameron Grimes. No one was talking about Breaker or Pete Dunne. Anyone can get it on the mic or on the Bird app and slowly turns and looks at Max Caster. Pete Dunne interrupts and says Hayes has never beaten him. Dunne challenges Hayes to a match next week. Williams tells Dunne no means no. Hayes says he ain't running from no one. Cameron Grimes attacks Hayes and Williams from behind. Grimes tosses Williams and Hayes out of the ring. So it looks like Pete Dunne is going to fight Carmelo Hayes uh, next week on NXT. But the question is, is this just a match or is this for the North American Championship? Because if it's just a regular match, okay, I'm prepared to, you know, watch the match and be okay with it. But if this match next week is for the North American title, I'm going to be pissed. And the reason I'm going to be pissed is because we're already building up to stand and deliver. If you're going to have another title defense, it should be at stand and deliver. There should be no title matches of any kind on NXT from now till stand and deliver. You can have number one contenders matches. You can have grudge matches. You can do tag matches. Whatever the fuck you want. But no championship matches should be taking place. You should be building championship matches for stand and deliver. There should be no title matches of any kind on regular NXT TV. That's bullshit. But on that note, we do move on to the match itself, Cameron Grimes versus Trick Williams, and this was a very good match. You know, Trick Williams is basically a sidekick, telling Carmelo all the time, talk your talk. But uh, Trick Williams can walk that walk. He really can. He is great in the ring as well as on the mic. Cameron Grimes, we already know how good he is. Great back and forth action in this match. Very well done chemistry. These guys definitely uh, getting one hell of a fight going on. And then in the end, Grimes eventually lands the cave-in for the one, two, three. The winner of the match, Cameron Grimes. Hashtag whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. The funny part is, I'm not even sure if people in the arena or even the people who are or watching NXT TV, like in the back or something, even know what the fuck that really means. And I'd be intrigued to see in the comments section if any of you guys know what that word, what that phrase really means. Then after that, we cut to uh, Chase U, where I, where Andre Chase goes nuts and challenges Von Wagner to a match. Basically does another teachable moment, kicks some random asshole out of his class for being stupid, and that's about it. Andre Chase still doing his thing, still being great. And then we cut to uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who's uh, getting warmed up getting ready for the match um you know Braun Breaker talks to him a little bit tells him he wishes he could be there to back him up but he's been banned from ringside and then Tommaso Ciampa says as of right now it's a tie it's Ciampa one Breaker one 
I need to know who the better man is. And Braun said, and Braun said, I'm down for that anytime you're ready. So that's why I believe at Stand and Deliver, it's gonna be or it should be Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker needs to go over, and then Ciampa needs to permanently go to the main roster and get off NXT. It's time to see if the Psycho Killer can sink or swim on the main roster. It's time. He's been in Orlando. He's been in NXT for way too long. He's a big fish in a small pond. It's time for him to go to Raw or SmackDown and see if he's a whale. Let's see if he's as good as we all think he is. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Nikita Lyons versus Kayla Inlay. I loved this match. Obviously, we've been seeing the promos for Nikita. She's got the female singer gimmick going on. She's got a very sexy outfit that I very much enjoy watching. She is also very, very physical. You know, love her moveset. Love her badassery. She's just great. Like, everything she does in the ring makes her look badass and look legitimate. And that's what's great. Like, this could be a future women's champion in both NXT and the main roster. I pray to God they don't drop the ball with Nikita Lyons. Because this is definitely a future star of women's wrestling. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area. We see uh, Persia Parada congratulating Duke Hudson on his victory. Hudson kisses Parada. Andy Hartwell walks in and says, that's gross. Parada leaves in a huff. Hudson says Hartwell didn't think it was gross when he used to kiss her. Hartwell exclaims that was a long time ago. Hudson says it doesn't have to be. The camera pans and Dexter Loomis is standing there. Loomis's head sinks and he sulks off. Hartwell tells Hudson she hates him and goes after Loomis. Okay, here's my problem with this fucking segment. Why does there need to be a four-corner love thing going on? Are they really going to use this to break up Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell? And not only that, why is Dexter Loomis putting his head down and sulking off where Indy has to chase after him? First of all, Dexter should be smart enough to know that Indy Hartwell is recklessly in love with him, storyline-wise. But second of all, if I'm Dexter Loomis... And a guy is flirting with my wife. Even if they used to sleep together back in the day. If he's flirting with my wife, I'm beating the fucking shit out of him. If I'm Dexter Loomis, Duke Hudson's getting the ass kicking of his life. You flirt with a man's wife, you get your fucking ass kicked. You get your brains beat out at the fucking mailbox, as my client would say. That is goddamn ridiculous. For him to just put his head down and sulk off. Seriously, Dexter, grow some fucking balls, man. Dude flirts with your wife. Fuck him up. That's what needs to happen. Fuck him up, Dexter. Fuck him up. 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 Anything less than that makes you a pussy. Anyway, backstage, Von Wagner's with Robert Stone. Stone says Chase is a fool for challenging Wagner. Chase won't walk out of that match in one piece. So, obviously, we got that moment right there. Great promo. Robert Stone, of course, doing the talking as well he should. Even though Von Wagner's a good talker, if you're going to have a manager like Robert Stone, let him do the talking. Because there's no point in having a manager if you can do your own talking. And on that note, we cut to an in-ring segment with Diamond Mine. The Creed Brothers and Malcolm Bivens are in the ring with a Dusty Cup trophy. Bivens goes in on how fake and phony Imperium is. Bivens asks Gunner, Gunther, if it's Uchiwali or One Mike. Are they real or are they fake? Imperium interrupts. 
Gunther chastises Bibbins for mispronouncing his name. Eichner and Barthel get into a brawl with the Creeds. Gunther grabs Bibbins by the throat. Solo Sequoia hits the ring and drops Gunther with a super kick. Bibbins gives Sequoia a double thumbs up as he shakes like a leaf in fear. Which I thought was very entertaining. Malcolm Bibbins was amazing on the mic, as always. But when he got in the face of Gunther, he got scared for his life and damn near wanted to shit his pants. That's what a heel manager is supposed to do. You're supposed to talk like a badass till a badass gets in your face and then you're like, I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. Like that's what's supposed to work. That's what's great about it. You know, you're, you're, you know, you talk a big game when the going gets tough, you're a coward. Now, as far as Solo Sequoia getting involved in this, I can't remember why. All I know is it's leading to a match between Gunter and Solo next week. And I got a strong feeling Gunter's going to win. And on that note, we cut to the next match of the evening. Another Dusty uh, Cup match. I believe it's a Dusty Cup match. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley versus Caden Carter and Casey Cantanzaro. This is a very good match. And I was surprised Ivy Nile had a partner. Because I was under the impression only one woman was in Diamond Mine. So unless Tatum is going to become a member of Diamond Mine, I don't know why they gave Ivy Nile a tag team partner. But either way, it was a fairly decent match. In the end, uh, Caden and Casey got the win. But they pinned Tatum to do it. And then after the match, Nile puts Paxley in her modified guillotine. And Roger Strong convinces Nile to let her go. So that makes sense. You know, uh, they weren't really a tag team. But Paxley cost them the match. So Ivy I'll beat the shit out of her. Now, it doesn't say whether or not this was a match of the Dusty Classic or not, but if it was, great. If not, then I guess it was just random because why have a women's tag match if the Dusty Cup's not involved in it? That's just a waste. Then we go to the backstage here where Bivens tries to thank Sequoia for his help. Bivens, Bivens offers Sequoia a high five and tells him, you got the juice, oos. Sequoia says he laid out Gunter for him, not Bivens. So, after that, uh, Sequoia walks away. Malcolm looks confused, but either way, Sequoia doesn't have beef with uh, Diamond Mine. He just wants to get revenge on Gunter. It's going to be intriguing to see if that happens. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler. This was a stellar main event. Stellar. These two tore the fucking house down. Ziggler proved he's still a great worker who can work with anyone. Ciampa, of course, has always been Ciampa. So this was expected to be a great match because these are both phenomenal workers who know what the fuck they're doing and know how to entertain. So this match was definitely worthy of being a main event. In the end, uh, Tommaso gets attacked by a cameraman. Ziggler hits a super kick, gets the one, two, three. The winner of the match, Dolph Ziggler. Now, one of the things they talked about here was that the winner of this match should be next in line for an NXT title shot. It doesn't, it's not confirmed that's the case. That's just something they believe should happen. I believe regardless, Ciampa should be getting the title shot. And then Ziggler can eventually get his at a future uh, takeover. But uh, after the match, the cameraman is revealed to be Robert Roode. Big surprise. I knew that was him immediately. Roode and Ziggler stomp Ciampa. Breaker hits the ring to make the save. Breaker challenges Roode and Ziggler to a tag match next week. Or they can find their balls and fight right now. Ziggler and Roode rush the ring, and the brawl continues to end the show. 
Which, I just gotta say, I'm glad that Robert and Dolph actually went back in the ring to have a fight instead of just backing down. Because it, it felt good to change the narrative on that for once. So, it was pretty cool. Also, this is a chance for both of these guys to be taken seriously since the main roster has completely destroyed not only this tag team push, but both their individual singles pushes got destroyed quick, fast, and in a goddamn hurry. But with all these releases that have happened, they need to rebuild guys like Ziggler and Rude and make them the stars they should have been two, three fucking years ago. That's what needs to happen. Now, as far as when this tag match is going to happen or when we're ever going to see it, uh, I think there's a chance we can see it next week. I'm just intrigued to see how the landscape of the title match is going to change with them involved. So I guess we'll all find out together. But anyway, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this uh, recap of NXT. I thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. So pick up your hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites also like us on facebook go to facebook.com slash the boochcast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content including the male soap opera moment that i did with the wens where we gave our predictions for a wwe elimination chamber so make sure you guys uh check that out see our predictions and uh find out which one of us uh got the prediction championship find out early before uh the next episode also be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at the boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos also be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel check out all of our great youtube content from boochcast reviews dark side of the ring our DD one shot archive watch parties funny skits holiday videos all available on the youtube channel and of course make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified for when new content will be posted we're going to be working on uh dark side of the ring we got a few more episodes left to film that i gotta edit a fuck ton before i can get them out so we're planning on uh filming them next weekend and then hopefully by the end of march all the episodes will be out and available so ring that bell be notified on when they're gonna be there also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, April 2nd, 2022 for night one of WrestleMania 38. And we'll also be live on April 3rd, 2022 for night two of WrestleMania 38. So make sure you follow us on Twitch to know when we go live. Uh, we're also going to be uh, giving out the bootleg link around 7 o'clock on our Twitter page, which we call the special treat. That'll be on there. There. And of course, we have our D&D show coming out later this year. So be on the lookout for that. And of course, we got some gaming coming to the uh, channel. Uh, Elvis with his new Oculus stuff is going to be uh, doing some gaming on there and live streaming for you guys to check out. And of course, we're going to be doing our My GM mode with WWE 2K22, which is set to come out March the 11th. So be prepared for all that content coming very soon to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash theboochcast. And if you want to support the Boochcast, go to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We got three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This level is for people out there who want to help out the show but can't spend a lot of money because you got a lot of bills to pay or a family to support. The last thing we would ever do 
is force our fans to sacrifice a payment or beg them to sacrifice of any important payments in order to support our show. That's why we have this 99 cent level. You can just give us 99 cents a month. That's it. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but every little bit helps. So if that's the best you can do, go ahead and do it. We are still appreciative and grateful to you. But if you got some extra spending cash, you can go to the second level, which is $4.99 per month. The same amount of money we would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. Then we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you've got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and take great pride in giving the people what they want. And the best part is you can cancel at any time your monthly donation. Uh, you don't get a refund, but you can cancel at any time if you want to or need to. And also, they have a, Anchor has a very important privacy policy that protects your personal data. We don't have any access to it, and we don't want access to it. The only money we want from our fans is the money they're willing to donate to help us grow the show. And the best part is all the money we raise for this show goes back into it. That's right. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast successful. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, any money at all, we use the rest of that money to feed Zach Ross noodles and try to get him laid and until next time this is vinnie bucci aka the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby well i see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye goodbye so long so long farewell farewell be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.